Welcome to Direct Impact, where we discuss the various ways our mental health and quality of life intersect. I'm your host, Andrea Epstein, licensed professional counselor, master's addictions counselor, and certified sex therapist. Think of our time together as focused self-reflection mixed with insight, passion, and empowerment. Now, take a deep breath. Now let's dive in and see what impacts you today. Hey, it's me again. I'm here with Andrea. I got a fun little question for you today. All righty. All right, so let's talk music. So what is your genres of choice? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, my genres of choice, that is such a great question because I love music and I like so many different genres. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I think like top of the list is like really heavy alternative um, Christian rock. Um, there are just so many bands that I absolutely love um, that are in that genre or just like, you know, alternative rock. I also, I don't know. I, there's so much that I love. I love like pitch perfect soundtrack mm-hmm. so i love acapella i just feel like it's so much fun and i love listening to it and it amazes me the noises and the sounds that come out of people's bodies and mouths that make like it sounds like a whole band a whole symphony <laughs> it's all coming from people's mouths like i absolutely love that and it's just fun and it's upbeat and so i also i mean i really like to listen to some vintage classics. Like I absolutely love James Taylor. I absolutely love funk. I love funk. I love like earth, wind and fire. Mm -hmm. And I mean, so I I don't know, I could go on and on. There is probably not a genre of music that I don't enjoy or have a deep respect for, even if I don't enjoy it. But I mean, I, I listen to classical music every day as well. Um, And I, I do that when I'm in the kitchen. Uh, I I love it. It just gives me the ability to focus. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have quite a few bands that I gravitate towards, but I I mean, like that's what comes to me off the top of my head. Yeah. So I want to stick with the first one you said, the heavier alternative rock, right? So okay. with that, I'm really, really, really curious about what that kind of story looks like of like your first exposure. What really speaks to you about it? How did you really get into that? Because I I, I want to say it's that's typically not people's first exposure (laughs) um well i i feel like i've always well okay probably one of the first bands you know because that it wasn't a thing early in life so you know just listening to the radio okay which was like a thing Mm -hmm. um I heard uh, a band called Trapped, and I feel like Trapped might have been the first time that I was like, oh my gosh, I absolutely love this music. And then like fast forward 10 years, there's like your Breaking Benjamin and mm-hmm. and people like that. So I, I think probably Trapped was like my first. And then around that time, Trust Company came out and... Also, I started gravitating towards uh, Air One, which is an alternative Christian rock um, uh, station. And almost everything that they played was like really good, heavy alternative rock. They started gravitating Mm -hmm. away towards that and I I stopped listening. But it was like really good, heavy 
rock like disciple mm-hmm. or falling up or um just gosh, so many good bands like red red is like one of my all-time favorites um thousand foot crutch all of these just amazing bands so when you're saying all these bands and the influences they had on you how old were you during this time well this was probably in my early 20s okay mm-hmm. so did you ever in that time find yourself falling into like i think it's a pretty common trap of like the part of music that people might ascribe their identity to like this is kind of what it means to be me and kind of celebrate it through that music and present that way did you find yourself going in that direction or no no not really i mean maybe i just know the way i feel when i listen to it Mm -hmm. and anything that's going to bring up raw emotion i love Mm -hmm. and for me one of my emotions of choice if you will is anger or rage Mm -hmm. you know an opportunity to bring that up and let it out so it'll you know brought that up and uh, I would gravitate towards it for that purpose. All right, I want to tell you about Brain FM. Some days our focus is stretched thin. Different sources of stimulation regularly wear on our attention. Working from home can obviously exacerbate these issues. At best, curated playlists can be a crapshoot. Whether they'll actually push you to be more productive, who knows? This is why we use Brain FM. These guys have neural phase locking audio technology and fire soundtracks that shift your neurons into focus mode. Visit brainfm.com. That's www.brainfm.com. Use the promo code Direct Impact for great discounts. That's Direct Impact with no spaces. Now, visit the link in our show notes. So you talk about anger, you talk about rage, and but then earlier you talked about the eclectic kind of opinion you have on being able to enjoy so many. Was it the fact that you've learned to appreciate the emotions that they evoke more? How was your journey spreading out your taste? Or was that not, or did that just come natural? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know that, well, no, I, I want to say there was a part of me, probably always from a young age, that knew how music would inspire emotion Mm -hmm. um it would release emotion it would give it permission to come up based on the melody based on the music based on the energy that came from that and and i feel like that's why we gravitate towards it i mean like if i'm listening to sarah mclaughlin i am probably sad Hmm. (laughs) all right um or i need to be sad maybe i wasn't sad until i was like I need to put this on so that I can bring up sadness. And so I definitely middle school, high school used music mm-hmm. as a way to channel emotion. And that's very therapeutic. It was very therapeutic for me then. And it is now. Would you use the term regulatory? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Sounds. absolutely. But there was a knowing behind the choice. Mm-hmm. There was this knowing behind like, okay, Something's down there, something's stuck, something needs to come up, and this will allow me to do that. Mm-hmm. So with that, you have so many genres to choose from that you enjoy, but I wanted to steer this into live music of the genres you do enjoy. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer a certain genre live show over others, or is it more like, I just prefer this band over others, regardless of the genre in live shows? Yeah, 
I choose live shows based on the people that I'm going with. (laughs) So honestly, I will go listen to live music no matter what the music is Mm -hmm. because I want to be with the people or I want to be in that space or I want to have that experience um, and or I want to travel to that location, whatever it is. I just want to have a little adventure and um, and bond over it. Mm. So I really don't care. Um, who I'm going to listen to. I just, I really do love live music. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's not so much like I've never like followed a band or been like, Oh, every time they come, I go listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, you know, so whatever. Cause there's certain, certainly depth and layers to how much of live music community you participate in, right? Because it's like, do you even see live music? Is it just going to a show to enjoy the show? Or do you see that as a participating in a community? I think yeah. different people have different answers. Yeah. What about you? Um, no, it's definitely just to go to the show to just enjoy the show rather than participate in a community for me, at least. Me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which but I, I feel like that sense of belonging for some people is very important, mm-hmm. you know, to have like a following, to have a belonging, to have people. It's like we relate because we connect over this music. Mm-hmm. It's a lovely thing. I've never been part of that, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So other than that, is there anything else you wanted to explore about music or that you wanted to say your piece? Or do you feel as if you feel pretty much covered it well i mean i think i pretty much covered it but i also feel like you know for this particular podcast for the direct impact community i would really love to do a call to action and be like i don't know for like a week just be like really mindful of the music you're gravitating towards and why you might need to gravitate towards that to allow certain emotions to come to the surface that you might have been repressing or shoving down or not you know, being willing to shine a light on, um, that's just really important. And I do, I believe, believe wholeheartedly in music therapy because of that. Not only is it therapeutic, I believe in music therapy as a tool to bring up emotion that we're unwilling to look at. So like use your music and, um, yeah, and I'm grateful. So grateful. can't imagine a world without music. It'd be pretty boring. It it would. It would. So, yeah, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Thank you so much, and what a wonderful call to action. Does anyone else feel like they just earned an extra brain wrinkle? Do you feel like that went by way too fast and just cannot wait till the next episode? Then leave a review and share this episode with a friend, a loved one, a coworker, or whomever, because your valued feedback makes a direct impact. Thank you for dropping in. Snaps to you because you have made a direct impact by listening to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and stay tuned every week for a new episode of Direct Impact with Andrea Epstein. Here is our disclaimer and legal language. Yes, I'm a psychotherapist, but guess what? I'm not your psychotherapist, and I need to be clear that this podcast is solely 
for enhancement, education, and entertainment purposes only. It is in absolutely no way a replacement for professional counseling services. If you feel like you need additional support, we strongly encourage you to seek that out today.